My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Process Driven. In 1976, William Eggleston opened his first color show at MoMA, and the reviews were fairly polarized. To some in the art establishment, color photography was for snapshots, not to be taken seriously, and black and white was the only true photographic art form. But while one critic called the show perfectly banal, another called it a milestone and said that after it, black and white would seem slightly quaint and precious. In the 40 years since, it's almost impossible, at least for me, to imagine a photographic world without color. Don't get me wrong, I love black and white. It spent years shooting just black and white. But there's something to be said for the work of photographers like Fred Herzog, Steve McCurry, and Saul Leiter. We see in color, and when it's done right, photography can help us see our world differently through color, which is one of the things I love about the work of Ben Thomas. In Ben's series Chroma, color becomes almost a character a necessary element to help communicate the narrative behind the work. When I first saw it, I knew I wanted to talk to him. And what I found is that each series that he's done over the past several years is an exploration of composition, texture, and color. And it all began with a project called City Shrinker. Here's my conversation with photographer Ben Thomas. Please listen carefully. Tilt Shift was probably where, where everything kind of started for me and with a series called City Shrinker, which, you know, I spent a lot of time on that series and, and looking back on it now, probably maybe even a bit too long um, working on it. And um, City Shrinker and Tilt Shift being such a niche kind of, um, I guess, category of photography, um, the, the, the one thing that I was really trying to push through that series to um, give it its own kind of feel was the, was the color work. Where did um, it come from first? Know, where did the idea for City Shrinker and, and, and using Tilt Shift to, to the degree that you did, where did it come from? Um, so it came from just a, a random weekend um, walking through the National Gallery here in Victoria and um, I was walking through, and this this piece was uh, up on the on the wall, and it just absolutely blew me away. And it was a, a piece from um, uh, Olivo Barbieri, mm-hmm. um, and um, it was this amazing tilt chip shot. And I'd never seen anything like it before. And um, had you ever seen any tilt shift before? None. So really? this was, okay. yeah. So this is, I think it was back in 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just a very new aesthetic for you overall. Totally, totally. And um, I was just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't understand it to begin with. I was mm-hmm. just completely intrigued by it. And I knew walking out of there that I had to, I had to learn more about it. Um, it really, it affected me like no other piece of art or photography had affected me before. So who were some of the people that you were looking to before this that made this such a, such an enormous shift for you? Um, I'd always been quite a big fan of Gursky's work. Mm-hmm. Um, so really that kind of scale, um, from above type of photography had always been a, a big thing for me. Right. Um, 
I wasn't massively into photography at the time. Um, I'd, I'd come from um, a, a music background. I was probably more in that headspace than I was in, um, you know, a photography kind of headspace. It's certainly playing every, music. You mean? Yeah, playing yeah. music. Yeah. So um, I was playing jazz trumpet at the time. Had been no doing kidding. that for a while. Yeah, and um, I had never really considered that photography would be. I don't think, I think I'd just bought my first camera at that point, just as something to run around town with. It certainly wasn't anything I was taking seriously at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so after seeing seeing that image, it was, I had to, to figure out what was going on with it. So, so spent a bit of time having a look, um, trying to get to the bottom of how how you achieve the technique. Um, and then basically, you know, after doing some research saw that, you know, this thing called tilt shift was out there, but for someone that's very much in the kind of, um, amateur space, started looking at what you need to do to achieve it. And I was just blown away. Like, Oh man, I need a tilt shift lens. That's crazy. <laughs> I can't afford that. <laughs> right, that's out of control. Right. Um, so kept looking around and then started seeing, um, some techniques on, on how you can, you know, fake it basically. So using, using Photoshop to, um, you know, achieve kind of similar, similar results. Mm-hmm. So, so those first, those first pictures were, were software based tilt shift. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. And, um, so, I mean, but it was really, really early days. I was really struggling to see anyone else that was doing the work. I think Vincent Lafore had kind of just got into it, mm-hmm. uh, started shooting some tilt shift for, um, I think he was working for the New York Times. Mm-hmm. He's just got incredible, um, he's just in incredible situations um, in terms of like helicopters, it's just out of control. It's looking at going, man, I want to do that. It's so cool. So, um, yeah, so there, there weren't too many people doing it. I started, um, uh, playing with the technique and seeing, you know, what you could achieve with it. And there just seemed to be a whole heap of, um, scenarios that hadn't even been thought of or looked at in terms of, you know, utilizing tilt shift as a technique to, um, kind of demonstrate, um, what you could do. So, um, so it was, it was a really, it was kind of a cool thing. Cause I just moved from Adelaide in Australia to, to Melbourne. And, um, it was like going from a relatively kind of smallish city to uh, a pretty big one. And, um, weekends, I just wanted to go out and explore the city. And, you know, I, I'd bought, my first camera initially to kind of do that, to go around and like take some shots. So I was getting kind of bored with it, but all of a sudden I had this scenario where I've got a, a technique that I'm really, really interested in. And I had a new city to go and explore. So I guess that's where the whole kind of concept of, of city shrinker came into effect because, um, the architecture and everything else, it all started to kind of gel at that point in time. And b- before even, realizing it subconsciously, I think, you know, there was a series kind of starting to, to build there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what I, I really hadn't 
anticipated through all of it at the time was the kind of reaction that people would have to the images. So I remember somehow someone picked it up and which I was super chuffed about. But I remember seeing one of the prints on the wall for the first time and then watching people's reactions to seeing Tilchi for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm sure it was the same as my reaction the first time. Like I would have, it would have been hilarious. I would love to see what my reaction, you know, on, if it was on film. Right. Uh, looking back to see what it was. But people just like completely perplexed as to what's going on. Well, it is jarring. I mean, especially if you've never seen it before. You know, we look back now and, and you can have tilt shift on your phone. Yeah. But at the time, I would imagine that not a lot of people had had seen this. And, and so to your point, there was probably a lot of questioning about how it was done. Yeah, it was... Um, it was just great to see people go through the process and it was, it got, it from time to time, it would get quite hilarious as well. I'd have people, um, they'd get quite upset with me as well. Um, thinking I'd kind of led them down the wrong path. So I remember how do you mean? Doing a, uh, I was doing an interview with, uh, one particular blogger and they'd got in touch going, Oh, this is just totally insane. Um, work. And I'm going, Oh, okay, cool. No, thanks. That's, that's, that's really nice of you to say that. And then the further we went down in the interview, the more that it became apparent that they thought I had built model train sets. Ah, so they, they felt that you had somehow intentionally deceived them or something. Yeah, it was, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, success at that point. I thought, right. wow, this is great. So at what point in all of this uh, newfound attention was was the moment, the sort of aha moment where you where you said to yourself, hey, maybe this is something, maybe photography is something that I should be pursuing? Yeah, I think probably around 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I started to get more serious kind of inquiries about the work um, from like a gallery point of view and from a commercial point of view. And that started, that was a real kind of eye-opener at a time where I thought, you know what, I think I, I might be able to do this. Um, I mean, how was that? How was that? To, I mean, to go from kind of wandering around with a camera to now a, potentially a new, a new career path, that, that must have just kind of blown your mind, right? I was totally freaked out. I was really, really freaked out because I, I, the, the other thing was I didn't really have uh, a network of people that I could talk to about this kind of stuff at the time as well. I was really flying pretty much solo. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at the time I had, you know, agencies in New York ringing up about certain jobs and really? all this kind of stuff. Yeah, but I, it was just total, like, I had no idea what I was doing. So, um, you know, I, I remember I got a phone call and they were talking about, oh, you know, we want we want licensing in this country for this amount of time over these mediums and everything else. And, and you're like, like what, what? what are you talking about? What does that even mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was, that was a bit of a, a freak out. And then because I think tilt shift at the time, uh, in terms of gear and technique, it's a super forgiving style of photography to get into. Um, it masks all of your uh, uh, all your downfalls in terms of being a photographer. I think because you know eighty percent of that image is going to be blurred, you can get away with heaps. So technically, um, uh, it was it was like a, a, a baptism of fire at that point when um, 
things started to get more serious that, because I, I mean, I'd had no, there was no formal photography training for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd done, done some study in multimedia, spent some time on Photoshop, historically had done quite a bit of video work really, really early on. But in terms of um, SLR, still photography, um, it was all, all new. So was there an expectation from from the people that were reaching out to you, agencies and whatnot, that that there was more of a, a photographic history behind this work? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'd have people talking to me, um, you know, uh, guys that are, you know, fully fledged photographers, people studying the field going, oh, that work definitely medium format, definitely medium format. I'm like, uh, <laughs> nope. Uh, no. <laughs> This is a five megapixel kind of point and shoot thing almost. So, yeah. So, um, in retrospect, I think it was, you know, while it hit a lot of stuff, I think it was awesome as well because the the kind of progression in trying to make those files work and then to get the most out of, of the equipment as I went along, it was, it was really, really high pressure, but it, it's, I think it's taught me some fantastic lessons about, gear now, not getting too over the top around what it is and just getting the most out of what you've got. So I think just from a resource kind of point of view, I got taught some really, uh, you know, invaluable lessons early on sure. by, by sure. doing that. And where do you go from there? Where, when you, when you make this realization that, that now you're going to be in demand, you're going to be, uh, sought out for your work does it quickly become apparent that, that you're going to stay with this or, or do you need to move beyond this in a different direction? Yeah. So I guess everything I kind of described is probably the first year or two years of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I stuck, I was, I was exploring different types of photography, but not anything seriously. Um, but I just got in a, a really kind of lucky situation with the tilt shift stuff over that period of time that um i would do some work i'd travel to show some of the work and get to shoot some new work and then use that to travel somewhere else and and shoot some more so Mm -hmm. um and were you refining your technique along the way yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely so um i knew really early on that you know i had so much to learn but i had to um i had to expand my network. I had to start talking to people. I had to, I just, at that point I knew I had to become a sponge and just, you know, soak up as much as I could. So, um, so I ended up, um, you know, pretty early on, um, meeting, uh, an Australian fashion photographer, a guy called Andy McCall. And, um, he invited me out, um, one night, uh, um, he was shooting a, uh, an Australian band called, uh, UMI. They were recording a new album, uh, here in Melbourne and said, ah, oh, why don't, you know, why don't you come down and we can, we can shoot some stuff and, you know, have a bit of a chat. So did that. Um, we just got along really, really famously well. And that kind of kickstarted a whole new relationship, um, and a whole, new phase of, of learning and kind of, um, technical kind of exposure. So, so I ended up, um, for a good two or three years assisting, um, Andy, Mm -hmm. um, and, 
And were you still was, shooting on your own at this point or, or yes. did you, did you start assisting basically full time? Uh, no, still doing my own stuff. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So doing both, but, um, just got, um, a level of exposure to, um, so much. So went, th- really got to go through the full kind of gamut of shooting to see what I liked. So started, you know, I did the odd wedding, which was totally crazy. Um, <laughs> Uh, started getting, doing a lot of, um, uh, fashion work, um, doing a little bit more of, I guess the kind of, um, straight up architectural work, which I just, you know, started loving more and more, but, um, a little bit of studio work as, as well. So I think, um, you know, that, that few years with Andy, I learned so much from a technical kind of point of view that it really, those years really, I think, gave me the base to um, start, you know, exploring um, some new stuff mm-hmm. uh, in a bit more detail. How would yeah. how would you say, or what would you say, the most significant takeaway from that time was in terms of direct directly influencing your work from that time with Andy? Um, look, I think. Um, I think that was probably the beginning stages of um, trying to understand color mm-hmm. and um, really trying to um, get the, you know, pushing, pushing the files that you've got to see, uh, I guess, how far you could, you could push them. Um, so it was, a, it was a lot of experimentation through that period of time, um, which, which, which was great. So, um, you know, one of the things that um, Andy would, would do quite a bit, you know, shooting a lot of work was, you know, kind of regularly re- revisit that work and, and see what was there. And that's something that, um, uh, you know, today I, I, I can, I'll shoot a body of work. And I'm, you know, every six months I'll go back and have a look at files and just recheck to see if there's, there's something there or, or not. Because, you know, you, things change over time. It's been constantly amazed if you'll shoot something You'll, uh, you'll go through the work, you'll, you'll put it to bed um, and then six months later, a year later, come back to it and there could be a whole new meaning and, and images that you thought were, were rubbish at the time that, are, that have suddenly you know, got something or, or your head's in a different space and you're going you're to have a go of it. So I think that's been a really good thing. Where did uh, the water project come into play with all of this? Because this, this is some of my favorite pictures in your body of work are in this series. I love this series. Oh, thanks. It's, um, water. Um, it was definitely, um, not conceptually. I think, um, it's something that that's come together over time. I think, um, living where I do, um, you know, you know, in Australia and I've got family, you know, um, in coastal Australia, you know, running from South Australia all the way up to, to Queensland, a lot of, um, a lot of, I spend a lot of time, uh, on the water mm-hmm. and, um, it was just, you know, uh, a subconscious thing while I was there to start, you know, just, just shooting. Um, we've got some amazing kind of beaches and, um, there, there are some great spots to shoot and it was, yeah, I think. Had you visited yeah. these places since you were a child? I mean, is this something that, that was sort of pervasive in your upbringing? 
Yeah, um, mm-hmm. definitely. So spent a lot of time, um, you know, on the water as a kid. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it was, um, uh, just a, a really, you know, from, I guess, a family point of view, um, you know, hitting the water has been a, a really great thing. And, um, just the diversity, even, even though, um, you know, people could say a beach is a beach, the diversity in, in beaches that we've got through, um, through here is pretty, pretty crazy. So just, you know, kind of endless opportunity to start, start shooting stuff. So, um, so that was something that, um, you know, just been casually kind of shooting. Um, and then it would have been probably, it's about a year ago, um, that I was in Sydney and, um, went down to Bondi beach and, um, took some shots of Bondi on, I think it was like a 38, 40 degree day here. Um, Celsius, that is, it was hot. It was hot. (laughs) Right. Um, and, um, yeah, it was um, just jam-packed full of people and uh, it was the first time um, through, through those couple of images that um, I guess was, was where Chroma started to kind of um, uh, take flight. So, um, Was it yeah. conscious or, or was, it, was it a happy accident? How did, how did that color... How did the color take second stage or center stage rather, uh, and and sort of begin the evolution to where it is now? Yeah, so um, so it was a, a little bit by accident, a little bit on purpose. So I knew um, about a for a year before that, um, I, I'd known that the the city shrinker side of things had kind of come to its natural kind of conclusion. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'd really, I think I'd kind of gone as far as I could with that, um, as a a body of work. And I knew that I was kind of plateauing in terms of of what I was doing and and what I was learning. So were you still uh, getting requests for that type of work? Yeah. Uh Yeah, I was. And, um, it wasn't until, uh, around about June of last year, I went, it's enough. I'm, I just, I don't, I've got to start. I'm selling it all. I'm selling all the tilt shift stuff. It's going to end. Wow. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's like a, um, <laughs> that's been the wisest call. Right. I knew that was the one surefire way to kind of stop was to, to get rid of the gear. So what do you so, say now when, when, when people call or, or email or ask for this type of work, do you, do you, do you say, look, I, I just don't do that anymore. I've, I've moved on to something yeah. else. Wow. Yeah, I do. It's, um, well it's done been tough. Yeah. I know. It's been so tempting to, to, <laughs> <laughs> to dip back in, my goodness. But um, it was kind of a difficult thing at the time because um, I'd, I'd done a lot of work on, on, on City Shrinker from a color point of view. Um, I think um, had tried to find some really great locations. Um, had I got, I got super lucky in, in getting um, a book deal right at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Is this the, the Tokyo book? Yeah, Tokyo. So... Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, that was just a massive, massive undertaking to, to get all of that done. Um, but the reaction to it was kind of shifting at that point of view that I think people would, we really had seen quite a bit of it before. And I was, I think 
you know, at that point in time, I was kind of struggling to, to push things any further. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I'd got a, a, an email, just this random email, um, one day from, uh, a guy called, uh, Jerome. And it was in retrospect, I can't believe I, you know, I opened the email. It was an, an, a really, really short email saying, um, Hey Ben, really, really like your work. I've got a, I've got a villa. Um, you should come over. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> click here kind of thing. <laughs> right. right. Include so, your social security number and bank totally, information. <laughs> totally. So, um, so I checked it out and it was this, um, great villa in, in Tuscany. It's a place called the Villa Lena Foundation mm. to artist residencies. Yeah. So got back to them, um, and uh, said, yeah, this sounds, this sounds amazing. And um, within about, you know, 48 hours or so, we'd kind of um, done the deal on it. And No kidding. That went that quickly. Yeah, it was super huh. quick. And um, basically did the deal to, you know, spend a couple of months over there to produce some new work. So that was, um, I guess, the, um, a huge turning point at that point in time, because while I was working on um, new new treatments and trying to kind of conceptually think about what what to do, it was it was a real kind of um, stagnant kind of time. It just, I, nothing was kind of working. I think I was trying to force it too much to do something new. It was all a bit making uh, the turn away from the tilt shift work. You mean? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. It was, it was all a bit. Um, I was probably putting a lot of pressure on myself, but it just, it wasn't kind of clicking. So that, that two months, I think I had about a nine month lead up before it kind of came into place. So it was just a, um, a great thing, um, knowing that I was going to have two months to kind of switch everything off and, um, and just kind of produce, um, while I was, while I was over there. So. And were there any expectations on you to be a part of this? I mean, did you, did you have to produce a body of work that would be, uh, uh, viewed or judged in any way, or was it, was it two months of open time and produce whatever you can? It was, um, it was two months of, um, producing. It was the way they've got it structured. It's really great. So, um, while you're over there, you do, um, uh, you get involved with the local schools, do some, um, some lessons, um, it's, they've also got, um, part of the, um, villa they've got, uh, they've got some guests that will come and stay. So, um, you'll come and do some talks and, and, um, basically I was there with eight or nine other artists, different disciplines. Um, and you get your own, own kind of space. People kind of wander around and have a bit of a look. So, um, and then at the, uh, at the end of it, you leave, you leave some work at the villa um, as part of it, but that was, that was basically it. So just, yeah, just a huge amount of time just to, um, get stuck into what you want to get stuck into, which is just, I mean, I've never, never had that before. Just that kind of time to, um, just work really. Mm -hmm. And did you know what you were going to produce when you got there, where you wanted to go with your work? No, I really had no idea. So, um, so I'd done this little bit of color work, the, that beach shot before, I guess, this new color treatment I'd been kind of working on for a while. Um, I used it with this beach work and it was kind of starting to work. I'm going, 
okay, I think there could be something here. Let's keep keep working with it. And um, on the way over to the, the villa, I, just, I spent a few days in Hong Kong and a few days in Shanghai shooting shooting architecture um, over there. Um, for eight for a really really long time, I just wanted to go, have, you know, go shoot over there. So, got some work over there, and then and then got over to the villa, and um, it was it was pretty confronting when I got over there because um, uh, getting into this place, it was kind of like you know walking onto the kind of set of Big Brother in some respects because um, <laughs> were they going to vote you out? <laughs> Oh man, it felt like it on the first <laughs> first couple of days. It was crazy. Who's this guy? So, yeah, totally. Well, I was because I'd spent a couple of weeks going through this other stuff. The the other artists had, had been in there for this. They do a group of um, you know for these kind of seasons rolling through. So I rocked up. People had been there for about a week or two already, and we're all in this one building. It's like really, you know, we're sharing the kitchen. We eat together you're really in each other's pockets for all this kind of time. And, um, you know, so we rock up and everyone's like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? And um, I was really struggling to explain what I was doing. <laughs> Everyone, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I was so stressed out. Everyone's got these amazing kind of, I'm going to do this and I've been working on this and rah, rah. And, um, so, yeah, so basically, I mean, I, I got over that <laughs> pretty quickly, thank goodness. But, yeah. you know, spending a week in there and then working on the images and then just having, um, you know, that kind of group of people from together, um, you know, from different kind of disciplines from all over the world, mm-hmm. just being able to talk about the work and I guess what's important to you and, and where you're at, things just started to kind of come together. And, um, um, from a, I guess, a, a technical point of view, um, I could be really greedy and indulgent, um, as far as how much time I was putting into, um, into the images. I mean, um, I think that was a big takeaway from it was to do that. I think I always felt as though, um, there was, you know, I could spend a certain amount of time on an image and then I, I would kind of move on. Through Regardless this kind of, of where that image was at? Um, to a certain extent, yes. And mm-hmm, I think that was mm-hmm. really kind of um, some poor choices at that point, point of time in doing that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, to, to get the time to really, like I, there were some of the images early on that I was spending I would spend an entire day just working on them, um, you know, a good seven, eight hours just working on, on the one image. And, um, you know, that was, that was great. So, um, you know, through that, I think it was probably a week or two in that this concept of Chroma just started to, to kind of gel um, mm-hmm. at that point. And um, I started to understand, really get an understanding of why it was gelling as well, the kind of conditions around it that, that made it work. Um, yeah, it was, um, it was pretty unreal, um, for that to kind of unfold in in the way that it did. And was there, was there a particular image that you, that you were able to work on and go, yes, that's, that's what I've been chasing. That's what I need. Yeah. Um, there were a few. There was um, an afternoon 
that uh, I was in Paris and um, I was walking down um, the main business strip, um, La France, which is architecture that you just, I'd been, I'd been really lucky enough to go to Paris a couple of times beforehand. It was like really, uh, all I'd been exposed to was that kind of traditional French architecture, you know, with the, uh, you know, the plants outside the windows and all that kind of stuff. And then um, went down this strip, La de France, and it was totally unreal. The architecture was just incredible. And um, clear blue skies, the light was just absolutely pristine. And um, that, that day of shooting um, and then going back and having a look at the work afterwards, I said, this is, this is it. Um, I'm totally, totally into what's going on here. And I think, um, you know, I think, I think there's a way forward with all this now. So mm. yeah, that was, and, and was um, it, was it subject matter? Was it composition? Was it color? Was it a combination of everything just working in, in just abs- the right way? It was absolutely everything, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. kind of clicked at that point. So, um, it was, I, I, you know, I mentioned before that I'd got rid of all of the tilt shift lenses, before I went away. It was actually just before this trip um, that I, I got rid of them all. And uh, I picked up um, some new prime lenses. So I'd never really, I'd never really seriously shot prime um, to the extent that I was um, through this period. Um, so um, shooting on prime, I had the treatment was kind of at a spot that was, was working um, composition-wise, um, uh, you know, I was, it was, I'd, I'd done enough um, kind of testing in the weeks kind of leading up that I knew what was kind of working and what wasn't working. So, um, yeah, so as soon as, as soon as I saw all those kind of elements kind of come together, I knew, I knew it was it. It was, um, it was great. It was, you know, like total, total fist pumps in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Now, how, how did you feel? Was it, was it a similar feeling to that first experience with the tilt shift work because you had gotten here completely on your own, was it different? There was no yeah. real inspiration that, that led you to it other than your own experience. Yeah, it's um, definitely, mm-hmm. um, I think there was a real buzz with the tilt shift kind of stuff at the time for where I was at to kind of be able to not necessarily match, but kind of, um, imitate that kind of work and kind mm-hmm, of the process mm-hmm. of doing that was, was a process. But for this one, um, it really felt like it was, um, you know, just a whole heap of, uh, experience and you know, experiences kind of coming together to, to land on it. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, it and you, really you didn't, was, you didn't have a target that you were aiming for. It, it was, it was more yeah. of a, I'll know it when I see it. Right. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for, you know, for a really long time, it'd probably been a couple of years at that point. I knew I wanted to do something, something else, but nothing had felt quite right. So, um, there was, uh, you know, I was really excited, but I was also kind of really relieved at the same time <laughs> that something was starting to click because, um, you know, to be honest at that point in time, um, you know, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know, if I go through this amazing opportunity of having a couple of months and I, I don't really, I can't really land on anything. Is this really, should I be continuing to do this kind of mm-hmm. thing? 
Uh, Were you second was, guessing the previous work? Like, was was that a fluke? Was, did I did I just get lucky on that totally. one? If I yeah 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 totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it was I think at the the same time while you try not to pay too much attention to it, I think doing that kind of tilt shift work beforehand, you get it's a real kind of you get stereotyped quite easily. It's like. Sure. You know, it's almost kind of like the child actor type of thing to a certain extent, <laughs> you know? Um, so, so uh, yeah, I think, you know, um, there was certainly a part of me that wanted to not necessarily prove it to, to anyone else, but prove to myself that, sure. um, you know, we could do it. So, was there more apprehension about showing the initial chroma body of work publicly than there was the city shrinker project yeah definitely yeah 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 yeah, definitely um yeah i think you know initially i'd just shown um you know the the close group that i had um that was working with villa and just trying to get some 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 feedback from them of what they you know their thoughts were and how did they um, respond to it yeah, they they really liked it. I got some really kind of valuable feedback as well. There was a bit of tweaking that happened through that kind of process. It was really good to get, you know, some different perspectives on on what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably probably the major thing that came from it, and this is something that um, I'd always struggled with, and I'd never really spent enough time thinking about it. Was well, what am I actually trying to achieve through? through the body of work. So I'd, I'd landed on, I'd landed on, um, some imagery that I, that was appealing. And then I really needed to spend some time on thinking about like, what, what does it mean? What, what do I actually want to do with this? Because I think having, um, you know, great color treatment and all this kind of stuff's great. But I think as far as a body of work is concerned, you've really got to have some direction in what you're trying to, mm-hmm. to do, do with it. So that was, probably the most important takeout for me through all of that and through that kind of feedback loop with these guys was to, um, you know, really, um, think about what it is, you know, want to do with this, with the series and what that kind of underlying story behind it would be. Mm -hmm. So do you see a common narrative that runs through the entire body of work? I mean, even back city shrinker up through, through chroma and anti-chroma. Yeah. Um, so again, it was, it's, it's all, it's all kind of happened subconsciously, but I came to realize through this process that there's, there's, um, a kind of string that kind of goes through all these bodies of work, um, that I've done. So we've, we've, I mean, we've had a bit of a chat about the city shrinker side of things. There was another relatively short lived series called a session that I, um, I did, which was looking at kind of mirroring kaleidoscope kind of, um, effects on, on cities. And I think earlier on I was talking about being resourceful with images, mm-hmm. a session um, kind of brought out this opportunity um, that I've had this massive library of images that I'd shot for City Shrinker, um, you know, terabytes worth of, of images. And um, having a, a play around with this kind of concept of, of mirroring and looking at where a joining line might work and the new kind of patterns and shapes that you would get out of doing that I had this complete bank of of um of images already to to look at so Mm -hmm. I got to go right back to the beginning start again in terms of what I shot 
and then go through all of that to um, kind of pull some work together. See, I find to get- these images more jarring than the city shrinker images in terms of, of making me have to look deeper and maybe, I mean, to your point earlier, it's, it's because tilt shift kind of exploded around or after the time, probably that, that you started experimenting and putting out work. Yeah. Whereas this work, I don't see much of this type of, of aesthetic or this type of work relative to, to the other stuff. Yeah. And it's, um, I think you're right. I think it's, um, people either love it or they really hate it. Um, mm-hmm. it's, 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 has the reaction really, been that polarized? Yeah, definitely. Wow. Absolutely. I think, um, some people, you know, um, you know, really get into it for some people. It just, uh, it hurts their eyes. And I, hmm. I totally understand that. Um, it's, um, it was kind of done with, with, with that in mind, but, the, um, <laughs> to hurt people's eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's great. That should be the, actually, that should be the new story I put online for it. That's fantastic. Um, so, yeah. So, look, um, for that, though, a lot of the work for a session actually came about, it's difficult to kind of see it online. This is, this is a series where the idea of printing big became like really important because mm-hmm. most, most of the work in producing that, that series was um, basically the, the, the joining line in the middle and, and, and what happens on that joining line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of creating new, new shapes and patterns and all that kind of stuff from that I found really, really cool and, and intriguing. And, um, that was, um, from like a technical point of view, um, really getting into the perspective side of things. This was great. This was, this, this whole series is all about, um, I guess building up, um, you know, uh, skills in kind of, um, perspective, which was, which was fantastic. Well, there, there's an obvious visual relationship between all the work, but what do you see as kind of the narrative connective tissue between it? All the work I've done to, to date, there was this common thread through all of it, just around um, large kind of cities and the places that we live in. And um, through each of them, you know, I think, you know, I'm using different techniques to, to almost kind of deconstruct those those type of environments. Mm-hmm. So the tilt mm-hmm. shift city shrink. It was the the mirroring type of stuff with the session, and with chrome, it was all about um, all about the color, um, and um, I guess not not just the color, but really trying to make these images as flat and illustrative as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know you've got um, you know big kind of movement with illustrators at the moment going, you know, doing these hyper real kind of uh, illustrations of, of real, real scenes. Right. Totally mind blowing. And I guess this one's kind of taking it from the, the other end of the spectrum where you've got something that's real and trying to almost give it that kind of illustrative kind of, kind of look and feel. Mm-hmm. Well, even though it is a different body of work, it's, it's not entirely foreign. I mean, if you look back through the series that came before it, you can definitely see an evolution going from City Shrinker through Water and Accession 
and and now into Chroma. What's the reaction been to this body of work? It's been really interesting to kind of um, see how people have been comparing the work to to other kind of works. So um, uh, there was there was an article just a little while ago that people kind of. Um, drawing similarities, kind of Wes Anderson's kind of work, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, nice. Yeah. No, it's. Um, I mean, there there are worse people to be compared to, right? No, no, totally, totally. It's um, it's it's a really. I guess that was one of the um, uh, one of the things that made it the bit of hesitation in kind of releasing the images was how what the reaction would kind of be and what kind of work it would be compared to. Um, it's always, you know, a really, um, kind of interesting thing when you, when you let these things loose. Right. Hey, if you, if you don't mind, I'd love to talk about your new, uh, your latest collaboration. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, you don't mind? Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. Okay. Um, cause yeah, it, about it. is it fair to say that, that your current collaboration came directly out of Chroma? Like if Chroma hadn't existed, would this collaboration have happened? No, definitely not. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely not. So... Um, it's really, really early days, um, but we've, we've just started producing some work together. So basically, uh, it would have been a month or two ago, um, that, um, came in contact with, uh, this illustrator called, uh, Henry the Worst, um, who's in LA at the moment. And he, um, he's just got a really, um, it's just really fun, really hilarious kind of uh, edgy illustration. But the the thing about it is that um, his use of color and the aesthetic that he's going for through that, um, I think it just felt really complimentary to the work I've been doing through Chroma. Mm -hmm. And um, we both, you know, we, we got in contact with each other, um, a couple of months ago and, you know, started talking about the kind of work we were doing and what was on the horizon. And how did that uh, come about before you go too far? Did, did you see his work first? Did he see your work first? How did the, the initial connection happen? I think, oh, I think he dropped a comment on one of my images on Instagram. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, started having a bit of a look and just got completely blown away with what he had. And, um, I just jumped straight on and messaged him straight away. It's, um, Instagram, this, the being the ability to be able to direct message now through there is just awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. So jumped straight on and said, we've got to talk, man, your work is incredible. Um, you know, it'd be really, really good to do something together. So, um, yeah, we, we got in touch and, and, uh, had a bit of a chat and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's happening now. So, um, it's around about seven or eight images, um, that I've sent over to, to Henry and he's starting to, to do his thing, um, do his thing with it. So, um, based on the, the image that you sent me, it, it looks like it's going to be so fun. Yeah, it's, um, it is like such a departure from what, what we would maybe expect from either of you really. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's great really. It's, it's been kind of going through the process and getting some imagery ready for him. Um, it was a new kind of thought process in, in how to, 
um, from a competition point of view, um, how to how to kind of tackle these these type of scenes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be. Um, and do you I know think, what he's doing with your plates, or or is it a surprise as much to you as it is to us as as an audience? Yeah, um, it's going to be a bit of a surprise, which I really love. Yeah. So, wow. Um, yeah. So, and that was that's been um, kind of the cool thing through this is trying to get some shots together, and I've got kind of an idea of what might be possible with it, but Henry's got a completely different view of what mm-hmm. it will be. What sort of the end product is this? Is it going to be a book? Is it going to be an exhibition? Do you know where you guys want to go with it? Um, we're keeping it pretty open at the moment. So I think um, this first kind of round, I think um, this first round might not even be what, what gets released. I think this this kind of initial bit's all about kind of getting a feel for, for what we can do. And mm-hmm. um, I think from there we'll, we'll we'll see what the the body looks like. We might it might take us down a we might decide to go down a different path from there and and do something a little bit different. But um, for right now, I think it's um, we're really in that kind of uh, exploratory kind of phase to see what what's going to kind of work between between the two of us. Right. So, so collaborations aside, uh, what's on the horizon? What's next for you in terms of solo work? Yeah, so um, so it's a bit more on the on the chroma side of things. So I've got um, been uh, really fortunate to line up. Uh, I've got a solo show in London in in April um, for for the chroma work, which fantastic. is fantastic. Congratulations! Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, really, really looking forward to it. So um, now you, you've also recently produced uh, some selects as, as posters from Chroma, right? Are, are they doing well? Are they available? Yeah. Posters are doing really well. So awesome. Awesome. Good to hear. Yeah. It's been, um, that's actually on the commercial side of things. That's been a real um, kind of challenge um, with Chroma um, in that Previously with the other series, I'd um, produced my own limited edition prints and sold them online um, and um, I made the decision uh, with Chroma to kind of, I guess to, not to do it properly, but to, um, to, to hold out on, on producing the prints until we had a show ready to go. Um, so it's, it's been kind of crazy those those posters went up only a few weeks ago, but up until then, I'd I'd really had nothing, nothing up there um, uh, for sale, which um, you know it had been a really really hard thing to do with with so much interest in in the prints. So um, yeah, so really really looking forward to um, you know uh, getting getting these prints up and, and ready for the show. And it's going to be something a little bit different this time in that just going to be printing at such a huge size for these ones. It's just, it's what are you gonna, printing at? Um, so mostly the prints are going to be, um, a meter and a half wide. So what's that? I think it's going to be about 60 inches, 60 inches um, wide. Yeah. Um, so like 80, 90 inches tall. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. D- depending on, on the aspect for these print. ones. So yeah. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be big ones. So, um, yeah, so that's gonna be great. The guys that I'm doing the show with um, are some fantastic 
printers, guys called the Print Space out of out of London. Um, they've just been doing some phenomenal work over the last couple of years. So um, really exciting to be working with those guys on on getting all the prints ready to go. Well, it's 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 such a terrific body of work, and I, like I said at the top, it's it's so recognizable without at least to my eye without seeming gimmicky mm. it it doesn't yeah. seem like you set out to go i'm going to do something really different so i can be really different it 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 does seem especially after talking to you about it it does seem like a very honest exploration the result of a very honest exploration yeah i think you know it's just um it's just a culmination of a lot of hours you know there's that whole um you know, theory around the, you know, the 10,000 hours to mm-hmm, you know, sure. really become good at something. And, um, I'm not saying I'm great by any means, but I've, you know, probably put in the 10, 10,000 hours and looking at what that's done over time, just piece by piece being able to kind of, um, push things a little further to understand what's going on. Um, like the, just the amount of time, um, you know, trying to figure out, you know, particularly with raw files, how far can you push them? What happens when you do this? What happens when you do that? When you start mixing this and that, what happens? Really trying to get, um, you know, and this is where probably some formal training early on would have, probably would have been fantastic. But, um, <laughs> but at the same time, that kind of organic kind of way of trying to just, you know, figure out what's going on, I think it's just been um, really useful. Sure. Um, Hand, well, yeah. and you, you learn uh, the, the way you've done it. You, you could argue that, that going to school or, or learning to do it the right way in some ways prohibits you from learning to do it the wrong way. Yeah, I totally believe that. I think um, so many aspects of my life, it's been about just kind of um, trying to jump in the in the deep end and kind of figure out how how it all kind of works but yeah doing it in a way that you don't really know what's kind of right or wrong i think that's that's absolutely the best way to to learn that's going to do it for this episode of process driven uh, if you'd like to see the projects that we discussed including chroma a session and city shrinker head over to ben's website at benthomas.net.au uh, you'll also find links there to follow him on twitter and instagram If you like the show, you can subscribe on iTunes or in your favorite podcatcher app. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do that at jeffreysadoris.com. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S.com. You can also support the show by sharing it on Twitter or Facebook or by leaving a review on iTunes. And if you know someone who you think would make an interesting conversation and can help put me in touch with him or her, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jeffrey Sidoris. Thanks very much for listening, and I hope you'll come back for the next one.